So in yesterday's issue, which took a snippet from today's, I asked you guys if you wanted this series covered. We'll take that as a yes. I'm going to cover it from start to finish. However, I'm going to incorporate yesterday's story into this one. So if you did see the last video, feel free to skip this one after the first four minutes or so, which covers the backstory to yesterday's. Yeah. So I'm kind of pulling a George Lucas in this video. I'm not going to be covering exactly where we left off in yesterday's video. Rather, I'm going to be covering just before it. So I'm going to go a little more in depth with the king, the prince, and how he meets the assassin and their dialogue. This will make it all flow nicely once the entire series is complete and I combine the videos into one long movie. Without further ado, let's begin the next several days of Darth Vader and the Ninth Assassin. A few months after Revenge of the Sith, the galaxy was still new to understanding the imposed laws the now Empire possessed under Palpatine's regime. The new taxes and control that his pale crooked fingers reached out far into the corners of the galaxy was met with obedience, however by some, not greeted as openly. Those some are where our story begins today. As the page opens, we're met with an arrogant, affluent old man whipping what seems to be his slaves as they mine the caves of the planet. As him and his son take turns on these poor life forms, we see the narration of the old man telling us how it all began. His son was his only child, and his heir to the throne, wishing how he could tell him how proud he was of him, insinuating he's speaking of the past, and his son was already dead. Living life on their terms on their planet in their kingdom, their business prospered before the creation of the Empire. But now, now the Empire wanted a cut from more than their last visit. As Vader approached the planet in his ship with his delegates, they ran over figures and portfolios of what was owed to the Empire, to which neither the King nor the Prince found value in. The King refers to Vader as a mindless thug, which if we note, this is interesting because Vader is still new to the Empire. He hasn't even begun to become as known and widely feared as he had become in the original trilogy. To most, he was just seen as the Emperor's thug or henchman. As their renegotiations completed and we can see everyone shaking hands, the Prince walks up to the Empire's delegates and draws his blaster upon them. Vader, sensing it before anyone else could, jumps and flips in the air just as the blast met his saber, bouncing back and killing him instantly. From that moment on, Revenge was the only option for the king. As the king traveled with hired help, they were in search of the hidden fortress that housed the creature he was looking for. As they inspected the land for any clues, the king finds a branch that was out of place and understands it was a lever. Pulling on it with a little click, the floor opens and a lift to the depths below appears before them with the authentication of an authorized alien fingerprint. Once in the dungeons below, they blasted their way to the leader. The king bows on all fours in submission for his help. As the old man speaks his claims, he tells the leader that he seeks vengeance, that Darth Vader murdered his son, and that eight other assassins failed to bring him Vader's head. As the leader assures him that each assassin he sent had been killed, the king looks behind him to notice every single one of his men were dead right then and there without him even noticing. As he tries to turn in fear to face the creature that did this, he is told not to, for if he looks at him with his own eyes, they will be taken from him. As he foolishly does so anyways, which was a big mistake as you'll see, the assassin assures him the others lost because they went to Vader, whereas he will already be where Vader is going. 
telling the king it'll cost him every dollar he has, the offer is accepted and the verbally contractual agreement begins. The assassin tells the king he won't see or hear from him again, not until Vader's head is presented before him and on his lap. As the king returns to his ice planet, he marvels at the thought of Vader's head in his possession. As we see his eyes have been removed, the ninth assassin was not lying when he said he would take them. An odd ship flies to an Imperial Star Destroyer and docks in its hangar. As a sick and pale man runs out screaming how the snake doesn't need a head to live, the clones look at his chest and see a snake's body and staples in the man's gut, recognizing he's carrying a bomb. The hangar blows up. Death to the Empire! When the commander makes a snarky reply from the window above about the incident, playing it off as if it was no big deal, the lieutenant realizes the pod was a homing device and the entire Star Destroyer gets cut in half by a mysterious enemy. As we're greeted with Vader donning his mask inside his hyperbaric chamber, he leaves to the Emperor's calling. As he kneels before his master, Palpatine's chair is hurled through the window by Vader, sending broken glass everywhere, throwing Sidious across the room and the Royal Red Guards around the office. Basically, while the explosion is still going on, Vader force chokes and raises two Royal Red Guards and tells them they have failed at their only job, which was to protect the Emperor. Now, Royal Red Guards weren't just there to look cool. They actually were investigators just as much as they were protectors, and clearly, they failed to do their job here. As Vader sends them through the window to their depths below, Vader lines the rest up and disciplines them, telling them they proved themselves incompetent to save the life of the Emperor. As they get on their knees to bow to Vader, one guard tells him to take their heads as punishment. You don't need to tell Vader twice. He immediately ignites his lightsaber and slices the head off two of the seven royal guards, then turns and commands two to escort the Emperor to safety, one to stay and take charge, and the other two to follow him on the hunt. Vader goes to his master to see if he's alright. Sidious tells him that someone or something very powerful is clouding their clairvoyance, and it's no Jedi. This was all he needed to hear. Vader grabs the two guards and tells his master that he will find the traitors, track them down, and crush them. The Force is strong with you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's backstory to yesterday's and you can be sure that tomorrow's will be full of the next issue with Vader's adventures to track down the assassin. Thanks so much for watching, everyone. I hope you all have a great day, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>